Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is supported by Chimney Fire Coffee. Chimney Coffee. Supporting ethical and eco-friendly practices. Chimney. All the way from farm to cup. Fire coffee. They source their beans from El Salvador, Ethiopia, Peru and Brazil. Then they roast them in the sorry hills. In the nice bit between Guildford and Dorking. Chimney. They work directly with farmers. Fire coffee. And they share their stories. Chimney. Their packaging is fully compostable. Fire coffee. Listeners to Three in a Bar can get 20% off their first coffee order. Simply head to chimneyfirecoffee.com and use the code 3inabar at checkout. This is Three in a Bar, a podcast where we are joined by a different musician every episode. I'm Seb Philpot. And I'm Verity Simmons. I play the trumpet. And I play the cello. Our guests could be from any part of the music world. We've spoken to pop stars, composers, orchestral musicians, singers, musical theatre performers and lots more. We chat about their careers, ambitions and get a glimpse into what makes each musician unique. Shall we sing the song? Oh, don't make me sing the song. Three, three in a bar. Hey, I tell you what, auto-tune is a wonderful thing. Three, three in a bar. Come on, Seb. First round's on me. So slick. We're so goddamn slick. Yes. <laughs> It looks like you're in a hospital, um, in a ward. Are you in a hospital ward? It, yeah, it does look like that, doesn't it? Um, uh, yeah. Something well, dreadful it's, it's, happened. It's, yeah, um, I've, uh, <laughs> well, it, it's funny because this is actually probably one of the best places you could be if you is are, it? if you're a musician, um, even though it does feel like the, the drabbest and saddest place in the world. I'm in the Bridgewater Hall in, in <gasps> no, artist room not. three. Blimey, O'Reilly. I wouldn't have expected Think of the, the people that have been in yeah. this room. So um, many. It really is basically a travel lodge without a bed. <laughs> it does look like that. There's some, the there's some suspect art behind you and this big, like, medical-style curtain. <laughs> yeah, it's that sort of purple you get yeah. in, um, well, it's just hospitals, really. Old people's homes. In old people's homes, you get all the chairs have all got wheels on the bottom of them. But they're all purple or green. Well, you know, the glamorous life, isn't it? There you have yeah. it. There you that's, have it. That's it. But yeah, I'm in the Bridgewater Hall. I'm up with Rob Brydon. I've never oh. played this this venue before. I've always heard it as being amazing. Everyone always says this is the best place for orchestral music. 
Yeah. It's great, isn't it? You've sat, have you sound checked? Have you been in there and played? Yeah, we're not doing orchestral music, so I'm not no. sure how it's going to sound. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and do you know who's playing bass today on the gig? Who? Do you know a guy called Phil Donnelly? No. How's yeah. he managed to sneak in there? He's wangled his way in again. Of course he has. <laughs> I said to him, I'm about to go and record an intro and an outro with Verity. Do you want to join? And he said, no, definitely not. <laughs> Did he twitch wildly? <laughs> Has I've, had, he I've had enough of those two people <laughs> yeah yeah oh well I'm sad to hear that it would have been lovely to see him too but send him my best oh well oh well but look we, we're gathered here today aren't we yes to, yeah uh, everybody to... come in. yeah those last few stragglers at the back sit down come on in comfy yeah you Good. ready for this we've got a yeah. whole episode for you brand new episode sorry it's been a while um but we've got a, a great guest, Verity. Go for it. We have got viola phenomenon George White for you. Way hey, way hey. Um, I know I'm biased because George is the viola player in my quartet, but he really is an exceptional musician and great guy, isn't he? Yeah, really lovely bloke. Yeah, we chatted to him at your house. It was mm-hmm. back in the start of May, wasn't it? Early May. God, time's flown by, hasn't it's it? It's flown. That's two months yeah. ago. Blimey. How's that happened? Yeah, an, <laughs> I know. It was a nice relaxed chat, wasn't it? We, we, um, yeah. we spoke for a, a while at length. We talked very frivolous, frivolously at times. Oh, we did. <laughs> and um, quite a little more serious at times. Um, yeah. There is a... I'd say uh, what you call a trigger warning, I suppose, for this episode. We will be discussing mental health, in particular depression. Mm-hmm. George suffered from that. He talks about how he's recovered from it, and I guess he's still recovering from it, and yeah. how he's dealt with it. We don't often get yeah. to talk about these deep things very much. It was, no. it was, uh, it was very interesting to get into that. Yeah, and we really appreciate how frank and honest he was. And it was a really good, interesting chat. And actually, surprisingly uplifting, considering the subject matter. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, very uplifting. What, what, what was, I'm trying to set the scene of what was going on. I, I just remember your husband, Rob, just lurking yeah. around the whole time. <laughs> in a nice <laughs> way, bringing lurking. coffees and yeah. cake and pastries well, and well, things. Actually, didn't he go out for a haircut? I feel like he lurked for That's a while. That's right. He then he did... went went out, got Sean, came back in, fresh. Transformed. You know, he was. He was. A new man. Yeah, we had we had some lovely pastries. Yeah. So just just so you know, that's what's going on in the background. He might make an appearance or turn up with some food <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we talk about, with George, what it's like to play in a string quartet. Mm-hmm. And That's the, right. the, the personalities that come with different instruments. That was quite an interesting chat. It was. Maybe, listener, when you, you know, we talk about, you know, what's a, a flute player? They're a certain kind of person. Timpanist, again, they've got their yeah, indistinct what, ways. What would you think? What would you think, guys? Well, see what we think about it. Um, yeah. I feel like... Yeah, there and distinctive roles within the orchestra and even within the section. A leader, yeah. somebody who wants to play within the section, you know, co-principal. 
quite mm. different people, an, aren't any they? Any thoughts, listener? Why don't you uh, write in? Tell us. Oh, yeah, go on. We're short on emails at the moment. We could do with some. I always like an email. <laughs> Love an email. <laughs> um, well, should we get into point. the chat? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Seb. I'm being preemptive here. <laughs> That's all right. It's fine. You're just excited on, to me. hear. There was, hear I am excited. I was just going to say, there's, there's one point where <laughs> your phone made a little buzzy noise and mm. I sort of said, oh, um, could you turn it off, please? <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> like a bit of a, a telling a off. a strict teacher. Um, yeah. I was like, you can hear it, uh, but actually listening through it, you can't really hear it. So, so don't <laughs> worry. Continue to leave your phone on. It's fine. No, I'm not going it, to. I've learned it, my lesson. <laughs> it did mean we, we went off in quite an interesting uh, diversion, talking about phones. Um, well, there we are. That. So it was good. It was <laughs> my <helpful>. incompetent. <laughs> yeah. My complete incompetent behaviour led to something fruitful. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, let's get into the chat. Yeah. Yeah, and then let's do we'll, it. We'll speak to you at the end, and we'll we'll be waffling on about all manner of things. So if you're into that, then uh, we'll see you at the end. Verity, why don't you introduce? Say his whole name. I will. In fact, I will say his whole name. It here is our chat with George Henry White. George is now. A fully-fledged yes, member yes. Of, of my quartet, hooray! Yeah. Yeah, that's are, very exciting. are you happy about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've been waiting for this moment in the public <laughs> domain to say that I'm absolutely devastated. <laughs> no, and of course. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, I'm leaving, bye. Uh, no, of course I'm delighted. Aww. It's lovely. A very special, uh, you know, friendly musicians. So um, yeah. I'm delighted to be <laughs> in your face. Friendly musicians? Hmm. <laughs> Um, no, but I have a lot to thank you guys for. So, um, yeah. Oh, no, I'm that's not appreci- why I brought you here. No, but I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah. Aww. Why did you pick this group to join? <laughs> was it my choice? <laughs> <laughs> you were forced into it. <laughs> yeah, I was strong-armed into it, yeah. Yeah. No, um, well, I'd done, done lots of gigs with, with them before, and, um, and it was obvious that we had a good rapport. And then mm. I remember Rob calling me one morning just saying, do you want to... Do you want to join the quartet? And I was like, yeah, of course. Oh, so, um, that's a nice yeah. phone call to get. It was it? lovely, actually. I remember he was on the way to, he was at Paddington on the way down to uh, Plymouth or something. And he's walking out the room right now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I was like, well, obviously that's a no brainer. So um, yeah, oh. delighted. But for us, you know, it's even more delightful well. because George is a ruddy, amazing musician. Hmm. Very, very talented. <laughs> right. Very gifted viola player. I wanted to ask you, actually, you did you start on violin? Yeah. yeah. How long did you persist I'm, with I am the violin? A, I am a failed violinist. This is the truth. Yeah. No, I don't grade see five. it Grade like five. I got that. to grade five. <laughs> and I thought, nah, you know what? This whole vibrato and shifting nonsense, nah, let's forget about that. So I moved to the viola. Did you? Quite young. Well, so I started on the violin when I was about four years old. Um, my dad was a violin teacher, so he taught me... He took me to grade one and then I was like, I'm not learning with you anymore. I hate this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I had a, a slew of other teachers. And then when I was about 12, um, I, my school needed a viola player for a string quartet. And that's when I took a move to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and I haven't looked back since. I think that it was immediately obvious to me that that was the right place for me to be because I hated playing second violin in orchestra. Yeah. I just de- generally didn't like playing the violin anyway. No. Um, just didn't seem to suit me. So then I moved to viola and then, 
yeah, I suppose I did a bit of both for about two years whilst I was at school because, and then I was the only viola player at my school. And um, so I ended up doing that full time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people who start on the viola, which is a bold choice. Well, this is what I was going <laughs> to ask you. That's why I'm really interested because lots of, and you're not, you don't fall into this category at all because I assumed you would have been like a fully fledged violinist first because you're very, right. got a lot of dexterity, haven't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> flies around that viola. Yeah. Flies around. And usually, so somebody like Arun Menon, for yes. example, yeah. friend of the podcast, mm. he was a violinist to begin with. And like, so I assumed that you would have gone down that path as well. Well, you? that's interesting you say that because I, I didn't get into any sort of, um, like Mozart concertos or anything like that. No. I didn't I didn't get to that sort of level of violin playing. I got to, you know, grade five, like I said, and that was basically hard enough for me. So it's uh, hard to listen to. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I mean yeah. Just, I mean <laughs> when does it start getting good the violin? Is it after grade seven or something? Mm. Oh, that's a tough a music one. college. Music college, mate. I don't know. I mean it depends on what you're doing it for because I've got a few students and I've got one one a grade seven violin student at the moment, which is a bit daunting for me because I never, I never, never played any of those pieces. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, how do you do this? And what fingering do you do for that? And what's the bowing for this? And I, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm slightly making it up on the spot, but it's been quite nice for me to sort of try and learn that music and learn that repertoire. And it's a challenge for me because, mm. um, I mean, I very rarely have to play the violin. I did have actually had to play the violin professionally recently, which I'll talk about what? later. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to hear it, but, um, <laughs> um, but it's, it was a bit of a shock, but it's, uh, it's so different. It really is a different instrument. I think that's the, lots of people think, oh yeah, you can, you can do both. And there are some people who do both brilliantly. Um, but it's, but it's, it's a different mentality. And for me as a viola player, I've, I mean, I've been playing the viola for, uh, 16, 17 years and basically only the viola for that long. So switching to violin is, um, it's quite a challenge and sort of psychologically it's a challenge as well. Cause you have mm. to sort of, it's about your, it's, I was about to say, it's about your ego. No, it is. It, is. <laughs> it kind of is. It really I think is it, yeah. It's about the, cause you're, you're presenting something completely different to what a viola player is doing. Um, I mean, I don't think of myself as a soloist um, because the viola player, the viola doesn't really lend itself to that. Having said that, I did do a recital on Saturday. So you do um, think of yourself. As well, <laughs> it's just like when, a, when an opportunity comes up, it's nice to just say, yes, I'll do that. It's a challenge. Yeah. Didn't have enough time to prepare, prepare for it, but um, yeah, it was, it was nice. It went well. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. So most of the times a viola player, you are a sort of a supporting player. Yeah. Totally sitting in the middle of the texture. That's my mm. that's my that's my bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's like the all the juicy stuff is in the middle. Yeah, it, definitely. And, and then you get your one or two moments, and when you sort of think, oh yeah, this is my tune, and I just I, I sort of live for those moments, and that's I don't want to be on the you know on the top all the time. I don't want to be that that person all the time. You know, no. take a step back for a bit. <laughs> you know, play the inner voices. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's lush. I love the viola. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful instrument. And you're so right. That thing about personalities. Yeah. Somebody said this to me once. You and which is a slightly wider thing, but you play like your personality. Definitely. I really thought a lot about that. Yeah. And this makes you self-analyze. Yeah, go, of course. And then you oh, worry. <laughs> I think, what oh, is God. I do? Erratic. Yes. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a funny one, isn't it? But there is a big thing. Like, there's a huge difference between the personalities of violinists and viola players, isn't mm. there? Yeah, and, and my feeling, and I'm sorry, this is no shade to any violinists listening, but um, or any violinists ever in the world, but I do think there's a more supportive feeling amongst viola players. Um, it's sort of slightly more collegiate. Um, 
And I, I felt that at music college and I feel that in the profession. Yeah. It's like, a, oh yeah, we're all on the same wavelength. And, you know, of course we're all competing for the same jobs and the same roles and the same positions, but um, there's a support there as well, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I really That's like so that. fascinating. Well, we talked about this the other day yeah, about we different instruments and like who's, who are the nicest ones or, <laughs> well, yeah. or not, not just that, but like, because we were talking about trumpet players. Yeah, what are the trends <clears throat> of trumpet, voices come trumpet from. players? Trumpet players. <laughs> we were down, down the ceiling some chimneys and we were talking about the trumpet players. Or a dick by dyke, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was talking about how like trombones and tubers, they, they organise a trombone and tuba drinks every Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, to my knowledge, I've never seen a trumpet drinks. Mm. Awkward. And, <laughs> and we talk, double bass players do... Do do a, tr- a double bass do drink they? as well. Cellos don't. Not we as far talking, as I know. Yeah, really? we were talking to Joe Nichols about it, weren't we? About um, double bass player. Oh yeah, I think we were well, on the train. That they do drinks. I well, didn't... she well she was actually saying that double bass players are all a bit weird. Yeah, she, she was. We shouldn't um, shame her like this. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, my she wife's said, a double bass yeah. player. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, fine. She said introverted, uh, didn't she? She said they're quite introverted. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. I think that's isn't quite it? true, actually. Yeah. What. From what I've, uh, my experience. Yeah. Apart from Phil but, Donnelly. <laughs> Let's yeah. just put him. <laughs> Who I'm also seeing Parker. tonight. Oh, are you are yes. Oh, you are going to have a jolly old time there tonight. Yeah. Oh. I'll be really, yeah, I'll be egged on. I'll probably play too loudly or something, get told off. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. blimey. You have to do exactly, don't you? Yeah, you have to be very precise. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So what, um, what would you say, trumpet players, what are the main traits? Well, I think, I think there has to be a bit of ego. Mm. Because because you're you're sort of um, it's like a tightrope walker, oh, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, it's, it's yeah. high pressure at times. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's what I was talking about the other day. I was talking about like second trumpet players because there are people that have just they've got jobs and they've been there a while mm. yeah. and they've just settled into that and they wouldn't sit up to do first anymore and they're they're kind of comfortable in that and they just and yeah. they, and that tends to go along with their character as well. Yeah. Nice sociable people. Mm. Um, and I think that. Like with trombones, I think it's because, you know, they are friendly generally. I mean, there are yeah. unfriendly ones. There's a war. <laughs> and I think there's, you, and, that, and then with that comes a sense of community and looking out for each other. Yeah. And so maybe that happens with, with viola players. Yeah. Although often there's, there's fewer of you on a gig, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, I mean, always. Like a string yeah. quartet, there's one of you. It's just the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to have a chat with myself and my yeah. session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just confirm with everybody. Hey, so I'll be right back. the barrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there was someone just throwing some spares out there in the back. Yeah. It wasn't me. Nothing to do with me. Back to Viola. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting that because I've thought about this quite a lot about where I, where I want to be in, you know, in my career and how you know what my, my personality type lends itself to and what it doesn't yeah and actually even so sitting in a principal position in an orchestra for example actually mm. terrifies me even though even though it's still some some you know it can be an objective sometimes I think oh yes I would quite like to do that but I think I'd be better off in a, in a number two seat yeah because that's just more my kind of, sort yeah. of personality I think that's <laughs> I keep meaning to say this whenever we do this I, I can hear it mode. every time uh, was it was you, it buzzing it just yeah you picks up the buzzes sorry oh. that's right. just put it on uh, aeroplane it's I mean, on aeroplane <laughs> my phone my phone never buzzes because I've turned off all notifications which is why I never reply to anyone really? sorry <laughs> yeah yes, I have noticed that George <laughs> <laughs> yes when you wait for three weeks for a response it's like um, <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry yeah, yeah. um no no it's good, I, um, interesting i've tried that before i think yeah. i've gone back to 
having notifications on. It was yeah. probably yeah. after watching one of those documentaries about how terrible yeah. your phone is for your mental health or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Does it help though? Do you oh, find, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, Are you calmer as a result? Definitely. I actually find the the buzzing and the pinging and everything just very anxiety-inducing, even if it's not mine, if it's someone else's. Oh, sorry. So, so no, well, I didn't even notice your phone vibrating, so that you're, you're in the clear. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, just I think there's it's the concept of not always being on, on call, basically. Um, and there's always a pressure, mm. isn't there, in our world now, especially the 21st century, like um, to always reply as soon as you get the message. Or Yeah. You know, and and I'm, I am definitely guilty of leaving people on unread and just thinking I'll deal with that tomorrow or mm. you know whatever just I think it's quite important to have time to like sit back and think I don't need to be on call well, you know like at 9pm <laughs> so we're, we're yeah. recording this on Tuesday the day after bank holiday weekend mm. right so could you really in theory have just turned your phone off from Friday night and not responded to anything oh, until Tuesday morning definitely not right. <laughs> yeah I mean I, in an ideal world I, I would love to yeah, but um, yeah, of course, uh, bank holidays don't really mean anything for musicians, do they? No, it's sort of almost um, a busier time. Yeah, in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would have loved to have done that though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a life without my phone would be great, um, but it's just not feasible. It wouldn't. Yeah, just to can't. I, can't I, you be know, I even before I got this phone, I've had this phone for nearly three years. Before I updated to that one, I was going to go for a, like a Nokia. Brick. Is that because uh, you like playing oh, snake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss yeah. yeah. snake and all the other things. Yeah. I also miss, I miss, also miss <laughs> yeah. the physical t- sort of typing the button thing. Yeah. You know, you can yes. do it under the table, you know, like that kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you remember at school? Yeah. Like that. Um, just trying to work out if I could I could still definitely do predictive text. What? I think I definitely could. You'd send some terrible messages. What's he saying to me? But I missed that. I missed that sort of physical. I mean, I love my phone, and I think it's it's amazing how how smart they are. Yeah. Um, But I was going to go for something that was very low functional, Mm. low internet, and just sort of if you need to, if you need me, call me, kind of thing. But Mm. that didn't happen. Just take an atlas with you. (laughs) Yeah. A to Z. Yeah. (laughs) Compass. Yeah. Kendallman cake. Fine. Good to go. (laughs) So with that in mind, Mm. do you think life as a freelancer, where we are literally on call all the time, time. do you feel like you'd like to be in a permanent? position or do you enjoy the freelance other elements of the freelance yeah this is that the um eternal question that i won't be able to answer until i retire i think um because because i i do love the buzz and the difference and the variation in in the freelance life and i think that's i really yeah i love i love the fact that i get to do different things yeah every day of the week yeah um and not to say that an orchestral job would be monotonous (laughs) <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I'm not sure that I would want. To, I think I, I think I just really like the the variation. Of course, getting a job is great because it's a um, it's a security, isn't it? Mm. And and there's a, there's some comfort in the knowledge that you'll see the same people every week, and um, you're all striving towards sort of the same thing. And um, you know, I mean, if that presented itself, I probably wouldn't turn it down. No, I might experience it for a few years, but yeah, I love the fact that I get to do so much different stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But you've just done South Bank anyway, haven't yeah, you? So yeah. you've kind of had that, that sort of yes, continuity. It was. But, yeah, yeah, explain your experience. It's been odd. Oh, it's a it? weird one. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, we can't live now and not mention the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did South Bank. Um, I auditioned for it in 2019, <clears throat> um, which is ancient history now. And, um, and we started our cohort in 
February 2020. And I thought, this is going to be a great year. I've got everything mapped out ahead of me. I know exactly what I'm doing for the next 10 months. Um, it might be a bit of a complicated battle to try and make everything fit around it. But, you know, I'll, I'll commit and it'll, it'll do what it needs to do for me. And, um, and then, of course, the pandemic came. And, and actually, in, in the end, I'm really grateful because I, would, I, I don't know how I would have survived without them, you know. Yeah, how did Yeah, they kept us. They kept paying our bursary, which was really very kind and generous of them, obviously. Um, and we had quite a few months of nothing, really, because there's nothing you can do um, except sort of uh, Zoom things. So we did we did some uh, Zoom artist development things. We just sort of had uh, uh, seminars with sports people, athletes oh, uh, about cool. about. Um, how to apply sort of the psychology of sport and all wow. that kind of stuff into into your into the sort of music world, um, yeah. which obviously you know we all know that that makes complete sense. Uh, but the sports people are still way more supported in what they do and the psychological background than the musicians are. Can yeah. you imagine having like a a musician's physio or well we we kind of have those, but you know not easily accessible or like a, a musician's one yeah just like yeah. surrounded with with a cohort that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think I I must have been. I was chatting to Katie Lodge mm. about, about oh, yeah, this exact brilliant. thing. So yeah. she, she must have said the same yeah. thing about that. And yeah, it's fascinating how sports players, they have coaches their whole yeah. career. Yeah. You've always got people to, to ask and, yeah. and and psychologists and all that. And how good would we uh, all be and feel if yeah. we had that? I know. Well, we were saying it's, this to Nicole. Well, Nicole Wilson was talking yeah. about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's uh, right. Because she's got somebody on this musical. Have you heard of Musical Orbit? I have heard of musical orbit. Have you yes. ever used it? I services? haven't actually. No. no. Um, yes. They have somebody on that uh, who she used, yeah. who she could just call up if you know before an audition or a concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think it's all happening now because I think we can see the benefit of it, and um, yeah, we're all we've all been through so much over the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, that I think that the, the the sort of the dialogue about musicians' mental health and and like. The general well-being, I think, is definitely is definitely out there now. It's way better than it used to be. Yeah, um, because yeah. George, I don't know if you it's something you're happy to talk about. Or yeah, of course. To talk about, yeah. But when you you had a bit of a rotten time of it, didn't yeah. you? Took, when was it just post graduation? Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this happens to most people. Yeah. Um, but either you're distracted, or you've got something to focus on, or you go and do a masters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or uh, other things like that. But yeah, no, I just had. Um, I sort of did my four years at the academy and towards the end I was thinking, well, what the hell am I going to do? Because um, I didn't, I wasn't sure that carrying on studying was the right thing for me. There was just something in the back of my mind that was saying, things are not quite right and you need to just probably take some, take a step back and maybe sort of um, figure some stuff out. But that was a gut thing. That wasn't a, sort of a, a brain thing. I wasn't thinking about it. No. Um, so finished my studies and moved back to my mum's. <laughs> Thank you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a bit of a rough time for my family anyway. My parents were divorcing. And so there's all sort of instabilities going on. But yeah. I was trying to sort of keep practicing, keep going. And I was doing, I did, I did a couple of cool things. I went on tour with EYO, which was really great. Um, and I went on some cruise ships to play to play string quartet stuff, and that, that was a great way of uh, traveling for free, yeah. <laughs> well, being paid to travel. Um, and I'm, I um, I will never regret those. I think they were great. I did three, and then it all came to a, came to an end. And then I did a sort of thing in Germany, an orchestra course in Germany, and that was cool. But I, there was just I wasn't really feeling the musical vibes. I just there was something telling me that I need to just take a break. So I took a break. 
and figured out that I wasn't very well and I was quite depressed. Um, but I never went to see a doctor about it. So, you know, it's never been sort of like authenticated, but I just knew, I knew that it, things went right. So, um, and I think most people who struggle with their mental health have a, have a point at which the, the crisis point at which you think I need to do something about this. Otherwise, you know, I will never get out of it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I went to see my therapist and did two and a half years of that. Uh, and I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, not many people are lucky enough to have that time. I think at the time I thought, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not studying? You know, you'll feel that pressure to go and do a master's because yeah. it's like the sort of the travelator, the escalator. And you think, yeah. oh, yeah. And at the end will be a job. And of course, that's a complete false image. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad I didn't do it. And, and I'm glad I focus on myself in that period because... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be here today doing music. I, I was going to give up. I actually stopped playing the viola for a bit. And Did you really? Was that, so when was that? Sort of a couple of years after you yeah, graduated? Yeah, about a year and a half. I yeah. sort of put it down. I thought, I just need to actually stop. Yeah. Because my whole musical journey had been very intense, all the way up from, you know, from, from the age of sort of eight-ish up to 22. You know, that's quite a long period of intense musical education. Yeah. Um, and so, and we don't even really think about it. Um, but that doesn't happen to anyone else, does it? You know, yeah. does it? I know that I know that doctors doctors have to work really hard, but they do that when they're eighteen. Yeah, not from no, not from the age of eight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. So it, I needed a break. Yeah, yeah. Hello, listener. Sorry to interrupt this lovely episode. Sorry with to interrupt. White. It was Sorry. just getting good, and uh, yeah. we're, we're we're back again. We are, but only because we feel like if you're enjoying chatting, well, the chat with George as much as we did, yes. um, you, we've got more. You can ha- access more. How yeah, do you do it? You haven't got to the end of this, but there's more. Uh, join our Patreon. There's 25 minutes more of this episode. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash three in a bar. And you can sign up for, for three. For just three pounds fifty a month. Plus that. <laughs> and uh, there's loads of episodes dating back to 2020. Oh, the old days. Yeah. The first one was back with Alice Kent, if you can remember back that far. Blimey, extra chat. That's a while back. Yeah, yeah. extra chat with, um, with all these people because uh, we couldn't fit it all in the show. So uh, head on over to their sign up. There's also other other extra stuff you get. Get um get the full VIP treatment. Uh, yeah, you do. Or at least there'll be some of that. There will be some <laughs> in the future. Preferential um, treatment. True. That is true, and you also get a massive sense of well-being knowing that you're supporting us and supporting this podcast. Shall we let them get back to George now? Yes, let's get back to George. Come on. But just think about it during this chat. Think about joining the Patreon. We won't pressure you too much more, but just, just think about it. Hmm. Okay, see you at the end. Did you feel like you had people around you at work who were supportive? Did you? Did, could you speak about it and did they kind of pick up on it? Do you yeah, think? sort of. I mean, I, I was barely working, so um, there, was a, there was a sort of small supportive group of people, you know, my family, my immediate family, and mm. anyone who I had been working with, the, the, the cruise ship quartet that I was working with, who were all... It was quite funny, actually, because they were all... It was their retirement gig, basically. <laughs> and I, I was, was it a saga cruise? It was a saga cruise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, good old saga, yeah, saga Pearl 2, yeah. Um, 
and they were all sort of 40 years older than me. One of them, one of, one of them was a brilliant teacher of mine, um, Daff, who I still work with, actually. We're doing a chamber music concert on Friday. Woo! Ah. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, she's a wonderful violinist and, and has known me since I was eight. You know, she was part of my musical education all the way from that point. Um, and a couple of other brilliant musicians who had sort of, sort of hung up their bows but was prepared to do a cruise here and there just to have fun. And there I was, this young 23-year-old, completely green, like I, have, I didn't have a clue in the world where I was going, what I was doing. <laughs> Were you the youngest person on the band? I think I probably was. I yeah. mean, maybe some of the dancers... And, yeah. the, and the, the band were probably a similar age to me, probably yeah, just yeah. out of uni doing a job. Um, but they were on those kind of six-month contracts, which is really hardcore. Um, yes, it's whereas we were on, weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were just on for the cruise and we had, <laughs> we had passenger status <laughs> and half-price booze. I mean, it was honestly, it was ridiculous. That's I don't the think they do that anymore. Um, so but they should so I'll get on it so were you doing this at the time that you were going through therapy it was just it was before? just pre and yeah. then and then after so during the therapy I was just like very focused on that and like I said I was very lucky to have that time I didn't have any expenses I was living at home my mum was happy to support me and obviously I I needed to support her and you know later on as, as soon as I could but yeah you know in that moment um I was just very lucky because I think most people don't have that really, do they? I mean, if you're you're no. either working or you've got rent to pay. You've got you know. Definitely. Um, so what was your week like? Is were you not working that much? Not working so at all. Yeah. How, I mean, how often would you see a therapist? Uh, once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And and I might have I might have had a couple of students. I might because I was teaching. My mum was a primary school teacher at the time, and I took on some of the violin students in that school. So I did a little bit of that. And, and I might, you know, I was sort of gigging a bit with a sort of local wedding string quartet situation. There were lots of lovely venues in Somerset. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of that. But otherwise, I, was re- I really wasn't doing much work. Um, was that nice, though, to just focus on Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, health. Yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and it was really important. In fact, I mean, I was so immobilised in a way that I couldn't work because um, mm. this this... It, this depression and then the, and then the therapy which became incredibly intense you know untying all of these knots that you've had tied up from from you know being a boy really it was it was quite an intense experience and it needed it needed that time to breathe um so yeah i count myself very lucky because i think if i hadn't i would that therapy would have taken a lot, lot longer um and it would be much more difficult i mean i was a very difficult person to live with at that time um, my family were very supportive and put up with an awful lot. So I'm very grateful to them. My poor little sister who was, she was, I mean, she's 19 now, but she was very young then and quite disturbed. I think she just wasn't sure what was going on. Um, and my poor mum as well, cause she, she didn't really know who I was, you know, um, mm. when I was in that stage. Mm. So was yeah. it your idea to go to therapy? Yeah. Um, well, actually my mum, sort of forced the number of the, the counselling service into my hands. And then okay. I was like, okay, right, I've got to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm glad I did that and not the, again, if, I, if I'd if i needed to work, I probably would have taken pills um, and been prescribed whatever. Um, but uh, I didn't I didn't need to do that. And I'm quite grateful that I didn't. Because I, I know that, because the, the, on the mental health side of things, you know, if you're, if you're depressed or if you're anxious, it's always, uh, it's always a symptom of something that's going on. And it's not... Um, it's the, the uh, you know a pill an antidepressant doesn't fix the solution it just stops the symptoms um, so you can carry on your daily life um, pretty much maybe things are not quite right but you know you're, you can operate fairly well um, but the, the actual problem 
might not be solved just by the just by the medication itself. So um, I'm glad I didn't mask it in a way because it, I could see yeah. my progress and I could see that that what I was doing was worthwhile, yeah. even though it was painful yeah. and and challenging at the time. Um, yeah. so do you feel like it was wrapped up with your with music as well? Did, did oh, that God. all get intertwined? Totally, unbelievably. Ooh. Like it was. Yeah. That's why I think that's also why I had to stop because. Um, because I had this very strange thing of not really being able to connect to music anymore, which was yeah. quite concerning because I was like, this is the only reason I've done all of this. What have I done for the last 15, 20 years? Why? You know, why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's and, a horrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like, I, I have it since I've made a big purchase. It's like buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah. I've invested all this money or, or invested time in your, your yeah. whole childhood. Yes, yeah, oh, exactly. There was a point where I thought, yeah. oh, I've got this. And of course you get quite sort of, uh, melodramatic about it because um, you're not I mean things are still really imbalanced so yeah. so I was quite melodramatic at the time <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've I don't know if that's come through I don't think I'm melodramatic anymore would you say oh no <laughs> oh, there's no, not George, too much melodrama not at, all. not at all you should see him swanning around oh. Seb it's unbelievable <laughs> in he comes with his cape on it's a bit much yeah, yeah. But um, so so did you start thinking were you thinking through options were you thinking maybe I'll go and do something else or yeah I just think I think slowly as things went I had a brilliant therapist and she was incredibly um I did this psychodynamic thing which is very slow it's a very slow burn it's not an instant fix it's not a CBT or something like that where you have problems that can be easily solved um, it's a real sort of unwinding and untying and like really getting deep and and I remember sitting there was one time where um, I just completely just gone, I just completely spaced out um, because we'd reached some very deep emotion that I hadn't felt in a very long time. Yeah. And so we just sat there and I think we went 20 minutes over time. Oh. <laughs> um, she was very generous with her time and she could see what I was going through. And I just think those people are just so amazing. It's, it, it sort of made me think if I, if I, if all else fails <laughs> or if I need, if I want to change a direction in my life, I would definitely go into um, counseling or mental health in some kind yeah. of way. I find that whole thing, um, yeah, it's therapeutic. And um, to be able to help someone in that moment of crisis, I think yeah. is a real, it's a real, well, it's an amazing thing. Absolutely. Was she yeah. the first person that you came to? Did you? Yeah, I only that's, had that's excellent. one therapist. I mean, I was that's so lucky. That's very lucky, isn't yeah, it? so yeah. lucky. And I was lucky in the town that I was living in, Froome, Somerset. <laughs> Big plug to Froome. <laughs> yeah. it's, good, it's good to Big up Froome. Yeah. I mean, everyone Big loves up. Froome. Big up Froome. It doesn't need it, actually. It's far too popular at the Oh, moment. my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say their bakery that they've got there is yes. really good. Well, which one? I mean, there are thousands now. The one in now. that chapel. <laughs> oh, yes, the chapel. But Yeah, the chapel. Mm. I can't remember what it's called, but... Possibly right, or the, the right bakery, yeah. Oh, yeah, very good. Um, Sorry, come on, George. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> uh, I, they, I was lucky that there was a counselling service there and it was all um, means tested. So, you know, it, was, it cost me virtually nothing. Yeah, it was just really, really amazingly lucky, all of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I think there's awful, a lot of stuff, you know, you know when you need to do something and, mm. and you know when the time is right. And I think lots of things fall into place um, when it's like that. And I feel like the same way in my sort of musical life now I sort of feel like when the time is right you go for something and you and you think yes this is the right time now and I don't need to doubt myself and it's it's yeah this is a, a um the moment to do it you know when a job comes up or something like that or you think can I do this am I capable of doing this and do you think yeah okay this is this is the moment yeah so um yeah it's would you say then that experience exactly so that experience mm. has kind of yeah definitely. given you now like it's really armed you with yeah. these totally yeah skills to be able to recognize that now yeah, that's amazing absolutely I mean you know I, I don't get me wrong I still have my my ups and downs and I and I, and I think 
Um, I think I manage it fairly well, but it's, yeah, you, you learn, you learn an awful lot. You gain a lot of strength from that kind of situation. And that's why in a way the pandemic sort of felt like a walk in the park from a mental health perspective. I mean, I was, again, I was, again, I was very lucky. I had the support of South Bank Symphonia um, and I had the support of my friends. I mean, we were all, we were all brilliant, weren't we? We were all excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well done us, pat yeah. on the back, you know. We all, supported, <laughs> yeah. we all supported each other and, you know, we did creative things and um, we were there for each other when things weren't good. And, um, you know, it was, yeah. And I was lucky to be with my family again at that time. Um, yeah, so... I, I was armed. I also, I was talk about my meditation retreat. I'm sure that's on your list. <laughs> you know it. Let's have a, let's have a look, shall we? Let's find out. Because we talked about, I talked about that for about five years, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. I mean, I've written down <laughs> retreat. Yeah, there you go. Estilo Fest, meditation. Yeah. Oh, look at this. In that order. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we well can talk about that. Because. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yes. The retreat. Is this the silent retreat? The silent retreat. Yes. Oh. Every time I talk about it, everyone's like, What? Um, but it's funny because we were talking about phones earlier yeah, and that directly relates to that because I, I went on this silent meditation retreat. I'd never done any meditation before and it was recommended to me by a friend from, you know, from the Southwest who was supportive. She was kind of my, my mentor and I'd just moved back to London, but things were still, Whoa, what am I doing? You know, I had no idea where, what my life was and, um, not sure what my, di- what the direction that I was going in. And, um, so she sort of recommended this. This guy. When have you have you ever just done five days of silence? You know that's. Um, yeah. no, no, I haven't. No. I was going to say something witty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I don't I, think I have. I don't no. think many humans have. I think that's the. But it's such an not. unnatural thing to do because we're all social social creatures and we need people around us. Um, and actually, on that retreat, there were a lot of people. So of course, we were. There were lots of people around, but you weren't talking. And silence for five days. No meat. No caffeine no alcohol, um, no phones, no internet, no distractions, no nothing. It was no farting. No farting. Well, I'm sure there was farting going on, yeah. Especially if they've taken the diet. Like yeah, well, it was, it, was not, it was a lot of lentils. That's a real test. Yeah. Nobody can say anything about it. <laughs> Actually, the food was awkward because we, we were uh, big circular tables. The food was in the middle and probably about eight people around each table and you weren't allowed to talk. So you had to sort of like eye up people and say, are you going to, do you want something? Like, are you going to finish that? Yeah. Or, or just like, have you, have you finished you know, serving yourself? Or you, yeah, and, and then who does the plates? And yeah, anyway, it was all very weird. So were you allowed to read anything? No reading, no nothing. No, no entertainment. Writing, no, it was all, no. it was literally just, um, you'd sit on the floor for about, I don't know, I can't remember the schedule now, but we, there was a gong at 6am that would wake us up. Okay. Early morning meditation, breakfast two hours meditation maybe then a long lunch break and you can go for a walk in the countryside if you needed to so you could look at some nature yeah go and see the nature exactly so some artwork anywhere to look at there might there might have been yeah, yeah. There, were, there were lots of fireplaces and lots of fires it, it was oh. in january so it was very cold it was oh, okay. in wales and brecon and right. um cold and wet so the fireplaces became very communal and everyone would sit around them and just stare into the flames you know contemplating um and you know lots of lots of different kinds of people go for a med- to a meditation retreat for different kinds of reasons. So most people are there searching for something, I would say. Um, I was just, I was there cause I was intrigued and I found the stillness incredibly calming. And at the end, after the five days, it was quite hard, quite complicated, but it was all, we were sort of doing meditation 
mindfulness meditation so really sort of actually feeling your body rather than seeing it in your mind's eye or like you know you would you would really meditate on your on your body so you go around your body like shoulders arms knees whatever um it was very palpable and powerful and i only did five days of that and it still remains with me today so that was and that was how many years ago four or five years ago something like that really yeah blimey um and at the end did you sort of shake hands with everyone and say hi yeah we were allowed to talk on the last day um but quite a lot of people didn't want to um people quite a lot of people were kind of calm and settled in their state so it was interesting actually um and it was funny also to see how people had sort of developed you know a relationship or a friendship or something like in in the course of that week yeah just by just by side eye you know (laughs) (laughs) um so that was funny interesting Um, yeah and i just remember getting back in the car and turning my phone on and then turning it off immediately because it was too stimulating and driving on the m4 like a complete madman (laughs) 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 i was like (laughs) this is sort of exhilarating yeah i was very i was full of joy and then i actually had to go and do a, a gig with a symphony orchestra the next day and um wow and i was completely all over the place it was really embarrassing luckily i was sitting next to a friend of mine who was like yeah it's all right don't worry but you know maybe just don't play (laughs) 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 like there's we were doing what's that bit oh yeah and there's one there's one bit that doesn't go that goes and of course i was the dickhead every time he would go bum big spare Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> apologies to that symphony orchestra that hasn't booked me since. <laughs> do, could you find it easier to go and have silent time by yourself now then? Can you go yeah. and do that? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I tried I tried to continue with the practice, but that really hasn't happened. Um, I think I do it in my own way. You know, mm. I go for a long walk or something, or I might just sort of enjoy sitting, reading, or like, you know, I think just having downtime, I think, and I'm always that, I'm that kind of person anyway. I'm talking about sort of what kind of personality type you are. I think definitely there are a lot of introverts in the music world because why do we end up, why do we reach out for music in the first place? You know, um, mm, yeah. <laughs> I definitely fall into that category. So I'm quite happy by myself. It does make me feel like I'm sometimes a bit antisocial. Um, I've never thought no, about you. That's yeah. not how you project. It's not how I project, but I think that's, yeah, maybe I'm a bit rubbish at sort of turning up to parties and things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That has okay, been noticed, yeah. actually. Let's actually move on from that. It's still quite raw, actually. That was, that was quite raw. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I really was. Good. That was no, that was a super spreader event. So you're was lucky. It? You oh, bloody it. hell! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, well it stopped I'm, us going to New York, didn't it? it? Did. So, oh shit! Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have no. brought it up. No, <laughs> but I was gutted that I wasn't there. Yeah. So. Oh, that's yeah. all right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So going right back mm. to when you were like coming back into yeah. playing again, yeah. what was the catalyst to get going? Um, someone asked me to do a concerto. <laughs> All right, start small. Wow. Ease yourself back in. Yeah, and guess what, what I it? bloody did? I did Hindemith. Oh, my uh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I, I, I think it's because it was the only one I'd really properly learnt when I was at college. Yeah. Um, I hadn't done the Walton or the Bartok, which are the only other two. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are about five concertos for viola. Um, Schnitker. Oh, God, yeah, Schnitker. But that's in, I can't play that. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. There's, there's the Hofmeister, Stamets. Um, that's about it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> some, there are some new pieces, but you know, oh, there's a million. Yeah, anyway. What's the Hindu like? Is it the, well, the trumpet sonata is like, it's quite dark and depressing. It? Yeah. yeah. It's all about war, really. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he was, he, I mean, he was around that at that time, wasn't he? And, um, no, it's interesting. I mean, I, I really like Hindemith's music. It's very varied. Um, and, and the, the, the concerto is, it's called Der Schwanendreher, which means the swan turner. So it's all about German folklore, basically. And um, it's a three movement piece. And it's all about, I, mean, I can't actually remember all the, the titles, but it's basically programmatic. And it's, it's got loads of like chorale tunes in it, and German folk tunes, but then obviously kind of wacky Hindemith harmonies and stuff. And it's a bit sort of, a bit kind of, all, you know, like angular and edgy sometimes. And it's also interestingly... Scored because there are no violins. Yes, <laughs> it's just no egos here, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just violas, cellos, and, and wind and brass, basically, and percussion. Nice. Um, so it's an interesting piece. If you haven't listened to it, I definitely recommend it. Um, there's a great, really great viola player called Antoine Tamstit, um, who's a French guy, plays on the, one of the ten Strad violas that you can play on. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know. It's just I'm very jealous. Anyway, um, but he's a lovely player and. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant piece. How was that concerto though, George? Oh yeah, it was all right. It was, um, it was a real battle to get myself back into yeah. performance mode. And of course to do a bloody concerto, which yeah. is not my bag necessarily. Um, but it was good. It was, it was like a vote of confidence. Um, and, you know, lots of people came, uh, family, friends and um, old teachers and people, they all came and supported it and it was lovely. And so it, it kind of made me think, oh yeah, you know what, I can do this. And and then it was a little bit of a slow kind of like carry on because actually when you're not working um, or like got anything regular in the diary, then it's really hard to practice because you don't know what you're practicing for. And I was just doing a lot of mindless like, oh, do this, do that, maybe do some studies, <laughs> a scale or two. But like practicing repertoire, I found really hard at that time. Whereas now I really enjoy practicing repertoire because I don't get to do do it very much. So it's like, oh yeah, this is why I play this, not just to play like long notes or like. You know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah it's quite nice yeah. oh, it felt like that if, if there was going to be a film made about your life that would be mm. the, the last scene as you doing the concerto with all your family and friends yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe you come yeah. out the other side yeah yeah definitely you learn some things this is the sort of end of episode one of, of uh, episode one that's, oh, that's better actually <laughs> or, or yeah, series exactly. one or something yeah yeah, yeah. you've got more um, to come there's more to yeah, come yeah. Little, little <laughs> sad, thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah. that's yeah. the end of George's life <laughs> Seb's written you off, Yeah, George. that's it, yeah. <laughs> So what have we done since? Nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly, then I stopped. <laughs> well, fair enough, you know. It's probably a good moment to stop, isn't it, after doing a viola concerto? Yeah, it's really. It's kind of as big as it gets. <laughs> it's the pinnacle. But you've got... I mean, you're now extremely busy, aren't you? Yeah, there's a lot going on, which, um, which I didn't really anticipate, to be honest. Um, I sort of thought, 
this soon after the pandemic, things would just be slowly bubbling away. Mm. But yeah, lots of lots has been going on. Um, and you're definitely because you're definitely on a few shows at the moment, aren't yeah, you? And some of the yeah. quite, I dare Stress. I say, it, high pressure ones. It's high pressure, definitely. Yeah, like like a high production sort of. Um, <laughs> one of the MDs quite often sits out in the uh, in the an auditorium for quality control, and that's always oh, a little wow. bit stressful. Oh, it's God. like, oh, <laughs> no. um, which but, but, and I, I get I get it, and actually, it's it, the pressure is not coming from his side of things; it's from the production company side of things. Yeah. Alex Lackamore. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's great. Yeah, but yeah, but there's a pressure. Um, he likes things a certain way. Just so precision, yeah. precision. Yeah. I, I, the first time I went into that show, um, it was we're talking Hamilton here. We're talking Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, I, it was my first West End experience, so that was bloody terrifying. Yes, and um, and of course I just sort of assumed that it would be fine. So <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but on on the day it was election day, um, so I'd. Uh, and I was doing a little patch with the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra and um, I'd been down in Poole or something the night before to do a concert, mile of one or something. Drove back because I needed to vote because I hadn't sorted out my postal vote and then drove to Portsmouth to do a, a lunchtime concert and then drove back to London to get into Dear and Hanson to do my first show. And it was terrifying. Driving up the M3, A3, I thought I was not, not, not going to make oh it. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no. So as if, as if, yeah, it was a proper learning lesson. So as if, as if that, as if that hadn't, show hadn't been stressful enough, there was all that extra added stuff. Um, so I will never be doing that again. <laughs> no, what um, a way to do your first show. Yeah, well, in a way, because something I learned from South Bank, actually, from a person who came to talk to us, is that you can only produce a certain amount of adrenaline in a day your adrenal glands can't produce more than a certain amount in a day. So if you mm. use it up, yeah, then the adrenaline is gone. So you're not going to be shaking necessarily. You might have some high energy. Um, but I think I used that adrenaline up on the A3. God, that's so, very interesting, actually. Mm, yeah. So next time you've got something stressful, maybe what you need to do is like put yourself in a even worse situation yeah. earlier in the day. Well, they say run up and down some stairs because that's the, gets it going. I guess that's equivalent. Yeah. So if you get rid of that adrenaline, yeah, you it's gone. Your body chill, chilled out then. Yeah, more. Yeah, more so. I mean, I wouldn't say I was chilled. I was still stressed out, and my blood pressure was probably through the roof. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the adrenaline, which is the thing that you fear, yes. wasn't too bad. Um, oh, that's good to know. Actually, is yeah. it good to have a little bit of adrenaline? Definitely, though? yeah. Maybe definitely. in sport, if you need to do a hundred meters, yeah, you, you need, need it. that. You do need it. Um, and and I wouldn't say that it was completely gone, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. God, it was not the way to do that first no. show. And actually, it was such a learning experience because um, I was done for lovely Emma Owens, and uh, she put a lot of trust in me. <laughs> and I don't think I completely let her down, but it was like I think I just hadn't I, because I was inexperienced in the show world. I just, ha- I just didn't really know what I was getting into. into. Yeah. And particularly with that show, which was so precise. Um, and the notes just so constant, basically. For them, as well as for, as for us, yeah. you know. The, on, the, on, the, on the desk, there's still notes from the original pre-production. And it's just, you know, every single, each, each of them, you know, the writers, the producer, um, and the MD, all got notes and everything, you know. So... How do you find it now going in after having done a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, uh, it feels great, actually. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it can... It's still... Sometimes you still get a little bit like, oh, gosh, that's my solo, and then you get nervous all of a sudden. Yeah. 
Um, but it feels um, nicely settled now, which, oh, is, which is great. And it took, maybe it took me about 10 shows to feel, feel mm. that. Well, everyone <laughs> says that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's sort of funny, isn't it? Because you do, your first one, you're obviously really nervous. Yeah. And then your second one, maybe. And then there's it's a few down the line where you, it's quite dangerous. Yes. Because you're more relaxed about your preparation for it, but mm. not necessarily more relaxed when you're in there. Yeah. And then it's just a real... Yeah, totally. Just hold on and, and get and, through. And for me, it was also a, a mental thing. Like, I wasn't... I just didn't really know how to... Because depping is not something I'd ever done before. So it was really hard to know how to, you know, how to how to do it. It was it was such a steep learning curve. Yeah. Um, and on the, on the shows that I've done since then, it's been so, so much easier because yeah. of that first encounter with stuff so um so I haven't had that same experience but yeah I mean it is also a bit scary and you're up on a plinth and it's yeah and the music is very very like you say very precise I mean there are only I think 16 or 17 numbers in it it's not okay. it's not a big play yeah there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of downtime yeah. <laughs> um and what are the parts like is it tricky a couple of bits are tricky yeah. just but it's, as always with these things it's the key signature isn't it because yeah. it's for the singers yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's just awkward places in the instrument the hardest part for the viola is the bows because um, whoever wrote it just thought oh they can play that and it's all in like treble clef and it's really high and, Ooh. yeah but um, otherwise the rest of it is, is, is good actually it's not too difficult a pad there's yeah. some good numbers there's some good rounds great numbers there. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you, you will be found. That's oh, it's oh, so great! Cracker, so, and it's the it? end of the first half, so yeah. it's just like ah, yeah, it's the peak, yeah, yeah. exhilarating. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love playing that one. It's always the best songs just before the mm. end of the act one. Aren't they? Yeah, they are. One day more. Yeah, let yeah. it go. Let <laughs> yeah. it go. Is it? <laughs> um, what's the one from Wicked? Uh, oh, is it Define Gravity? Define Gravity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not surprised. Bang, yeah. Big bangers. Bangers. Three. When I was. Looking at a link that Seb sent oh, me this morning. No. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What have I, I found, said? Well, a few things. Oh, my God, this is appalling. <laughs> it was so great. I feel like I know you quite well, but yeah. I found out things I did not know about you. Are you sure you got the right George White? <laughs> I, on, I, this is, Do this you is, play snooker? Oh, Jimmy this is, White. This is, Sorry, that's Jimmy White. <laughs> This is really re- Do you make relevant. crystal meth? In, in, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mr. White. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, no, not. I got um, I got a letter from Sony Music uh, a few days ago at my old address. Yeah. Um, addressed to George White, and then it said, "Dear Accounts Department." <laughs> so I think, I think they think I work in their accounts department. Excellent. <laughs> or did they think that you have somebody assigned? <laughs> yeah, maybe. To an account I'm that big. Yeah. Right. Okay. So in this biography, I'm right. not going to give you too oh, much no. information about this because I want to see if you was know it from what from the Monteverdi's. Was it? I'm not saying anything about that. Hmm. Um, if you weren't a Boy. viola player, oh, oh yes, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. What would you want to be, a George? Bus, a bus driver. <laughs> a bus driver. Yeah. This is the South Bank, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good old South Bank. Yeah, they asked these annoying questions, and I was like, "Well, am I going to answer honestly, or is this, you know, making yeah. something up?" And that was the honest answer. Well, hang on a minute. Have you? You must know Neris Richards, who is on. I do. Have you talked buses with her? She could. No, I haven't. Her family own a bus company, don't no. they? And yeah. she drives buses. Richards, oh my god. Richards brothers. Oh my Richards god. Brothers, yeah. Based in um, Newport, oh, Pembrokeshire. Yeah, you've been in touch with them recently. I know Newport, you? Pembrokeshire well. Yeah, I used to go on holiday every year. All right, I've talked about this with Neris as well, so that'll be my point of conversation tonight. Would the you buses, actually, buses, actually like to drive a bus? I don't. I don't know about the reality, but the the, the dream when I was a child—I should state that this is a childhood dream—was um, to to drive a double decker bus. 
I think yeah. it's admirable. I'd yeah. love to. My first, my first experience of a double-decker bus was the Bath Park and Ride. And, um, you know, I was probably about four. Yeah. And um, it's lived with me ever since. <laughs> and that, that is a strong memory. And so, and, and now I... Oh, what? Rob's, oh, what is Rob's going on? Building. God, um, what is that? <laughs> that that is next door on the other side. This time. So Champagne Garden. On the other side. That's miles away. Oh, it's, it's that, that side. side. Oh. Yeah. So basically, do you remember, if you remember back to the heady days of summer 2020, was it, when we were we recording were co- in the garden? In the garden, yeah. And it was constant, the Champagne Gardens debacle. Yeah. What, they all having champagne? No, it's the, it's the name, name of, of that. The oh, sorry. The right, there. okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, I gotcha. Oh, anyway, <laughs> now my next door neighbours are having building work done, so enjoy. Because the, the other thing I wanted to address was, uh, mm. in the, so you were just saying about these irritating questions they you asked are. you, but I yeah, quite like on, this. Yeah, I was going, I wanted to ask you the same ones <laughs> to, see if, <laughs> to see if you gave the same responses. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> but first of all, why do that? Because I've lost it now. Um, just as well. One of my favourite quotes that you said <laughs> in this interview is that, I quote, I am a slow but persistent reader. Oh, yeah. A slow reader. I am a slow oh, reader. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh. Well, in fact, I'm a non-reader at the moment. I've just actually stopped reading. It's terrible. I like it that you're slow but persistent, though. Oh, hang mm. on a minute. I put this on aeroplane mode to well, comply with not bloody working. podcast rules. <laughs> hang on a minute. It's coming up. I'm, yeah, I'm going to ask you those questions, but oh, I want God. to see what your response is. See how I'm turning back. Okay. To read that. Um, uh, let's have a look. Okay. What is your favourite piece of music and why do you love it? Um, I don't know. What did I say? I oh, know. No, actually, I, you can't. Uh, no. Um, I don't think I have a favourite piece of music. Um, it's. I've, it's really. That's really hard for me because it really depends on the kind of the the kind of mood I'm in and what day it is and um, what I want to listen to. Okay. Is that a shit answer? Well done, though, because it's the same shit answer you gave yeah, them. Hey, yeah. this Did, is an impossible question to answer. Oh, shut up! No, I can please. never choose a single piece. <laughs> nice. In fact, the closest I could get would be to say that Bach and Beethoven are my favourite composers. That's all I can say, stand though. By that. Yeah, I do kind of stand like that okay. because, um, yeah, because I struggle with, yeah, I do struggle with pinning down a favourite. But I, I also mm. listen to a load of like Danish folk music, and and I couldn't tell you what the names of those songs are. Danish string quartet, yeah, so good. Yeah. And and um, the uh, the first violinist of that group also has a different separate breakaway yeah. folk group called Dreamer Circus. So oh, I wow. recommend listening to them. Yeah, this is the last one. Yeah, what do you do with your time when you're not playing music? I think this is probably still the same, isn't it? I like to go walking, running, um, mm. and I remember exactly what I wrote. Actually, what did you say? I said I want to go on a big walk or like a. Okay. You just read this off my phone. No, John. I haven't. No, yeah, I, because I, <laughs> yeah. these questions were so agonising, and I yeah. hate answering questions oh. about myself. So I sort of spent about five hours doing it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it doesn't look like you did. No, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It was meant to be spontaneous. It's got to look spontaneous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think she meant to like that. Interpretation. Yeah, shit, George. Um, yeah, what did you say? I want to do like a great big walk, like yeah. the West Highland Way or something. Did you do the West Highland Way? In I the didn't end? actually. No, really, because it was that was pandemic year. Oh, of course. Um, but I did do I did do a, a walk from Wells to Froome in one day, which is a twenty mile walk. Is that because you've been drinking? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to get home. Yeah, that's exactly. a, that's what about ten hours or something? Is well, it? we yeah we thought we could do it in five, so, but of course we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit. We were a bit cocky about it. I think we left at midday. 
from Wells and we got back to my mum's about 9pm. Oh, mm. that's a lovely thing to do. It was great. I mean, probably technically illegal at the time, but um, we needed to oh. do it. Yeah, it was lockdown restrictions. Yeah. Oh, um, you wouldn't have come across many people. Then, no, just some bulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just some more cows that were, were more interested in us than us in them. And What a lovely way to end, talking about cows and the English pastoral. <laughs> mm, what an image. What an image. George kicking his heels along, along <laughs> a dirt track. Yes. Not a care in the world. It's nice. <laughs> Do you know walk. something? I'd never have thought, I'd never have thought that it would be being a bus driver that was his fullback career move. Having known George for a while, <laughs> it wasn't the first thing that came to mind, really. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, cool nice thing, isn't it? Bus drivers. Loads of bus drivers on my road. I live by a bus garage. Oh, yeah. They are. I mean, they're, obviously, they're doing a great job, but they do take up all the parking spaces on my, on my road. With their buses? Do they park their buses yeah, all along your buses, road? Yeah, Selfish. <laughs> annoying, isn't it? So annoying. Well, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks George, for, for chatting, mm. being very frank. And, um, mm. yeah, if, if any of you, listener, listener, singular, plural, it's good to talk about people um, as a singular. Like, it's meant to, you're meant to say listener aren't you oh yes okay i think terry wogan used to do that dear um, listener dear listener but uh yeah if if anyone has been affected by any of the issues raised then uh we've linked to some um mental health organizations Mm -hmm. down in the in the sort of show notes uh particularly musician-y ones so there's a few uh music minds matter which yeah. is musicmindsmatter.org.uk, which are, that's something to do with help musicians. Then musicsupport.org, which is that's another right. one, uh, which is also kind of, they focus also on addictions as well, which is, which is such a prevalent thing in the music industry. Yeah. Um, and also BAPAM as well, BAPAM.org.uk. They're brilliant and they, they cover a whole load of stuff. So they also deal with um, physical ailments as well. In fact, I've used them myself recently yes. for the osteopath. They are brilliant. Oh, so that's yeah. good. Music yeah. Minds Matter. I hadn't actually heard of them. They no. They are for musicians and they provide free counselling. That's so brilliant. Often that's uh, a bit of a barrier to people if they're, if they're worried about not being able to afford going for some therapy or counselling, but actually there might be some free stuff out there for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. So the links are in the show notes. Yes, yes. Links in the show notes. And, uh, wow, I mean, it's been a while since our last episode, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Well, there was all the fun and games of the the live show. And then we saw Johannes the next day, had that great episode. And I think... I don't know about you. I was shell shocked after all that. <laughs> I yeah. used to go into a darkened room for a while. How about you? Yeah, I know. It was like, yeah, getting to the end of that because, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly the same, yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. And then it's been it's been busy, busy since then. I was away at Glastonbury. Yes, you were. And not, I'm not getting any work done after that for for a few days. So we did have a lovely trip to the theatre, though, didn't we? We did to sort of prep for a future guest. Yeah, we can say who it is, can't we? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Because um, maybe some people 
listener might be interested in thinking of some questions. Uh, we went to see Tony, exclamation mark, the Tony Blair rock opera starring Charlie Baker. Who is our future guest, yes. New, new friend. Yeah. And future guest. Yeah. What a lovely guy. What a great show. The show's written by Harry Hill and Steve Brown. It was very funny. It was really good. It was a very yeah. enjoyable evening. So we have been doing work of sorts, haven't we? We've been we? doing stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got plans for... World domination. Well, a certain amount of world domination. Yeah. <laughs> we have, because, dear listener, we have, we've made an excellent new associate who, who has come into our lives and wants to help us with yes. this podcast, which could, I think, you know, potentially change our lives. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. He, he's a very nice guy. He, his name is Chris, Chris Smith, Smith. But that's not, right. not that one that you or might be thinking one. of. Or that one. No, not them. Good luck Googling Chris Smith, <laughs> as my friend Chris Smith and the other Chris Smith say. Um, Chris Smith um, is, well... <laughs> There's so many Christmas, but okay. Yeah. Well, the one you might be thinking of is Chris Smith, who does the old Dirty Brasses, who we've had on the podcast. It's not him. Not um, him. Chris Smith, who we are talking about, he is a is he a family friend of yours? Yes, he is. A, a sort of a, that's a the link. distant link. Yes, yes, exactly through family. Yeah. Um, and what we, does he do? We ended up having a chat. He's well, so he comes from a journalistic background, and I mean, he's basically. And PR and does all those things that we struggle with on a weekly basis. I mean, he knows how to do all those things. We had a really long chat with him and he was just saying all these things. I was thinking, yes, it's, it's so obvious and yet it's so brilliant. So I just feel like he's going to set us on the, the straight and narrow. He's going to mm. help us find exciting guests. He's going to do all kinds of things, basically. He already told and we us. we love he, him. He listened through the one with George, the, the one that's, mm. that you're listening to right now. And he was like, well, first things first, you can't put any of that bit in because that is <laughs> slander. That is defamation. Um, yes. <laughs> so we, we wouldn't have known that. We'd, um, we'd be oblivious and we'd be, uh, we'd be in court. Walk, walking, walking straight in to a lawsuit. So, <laughs> Yeah, so who knows where we where we clean? He's got he's got contacts. He also loves just contacting people, booking people, mm. and loves researching things. So um, this can this could be good. Yeah, I think so. The other thing, I, this is a call out actually. Um, I don't actually. I, we have, I haven't run this past year yet, but or maybe I have. I'm excited? Well, have you? I, <laughs> I think we're getting to a point now where we would love to have a producer on board. Someone yes. To, someone to edit the show. And and just help us help us run the show as a sort of yeah. podcast manager type thing. Maybe Chris might. This is like a business. Uh, this is a podcast meeting that your <laughs> listener you're privy to. But why not? <laughs> we just try and fit fit everything into this into this segment. We get all yeah. our admin done. It's yeah. brilliant. Thanks, yeah, guys. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We've been so efficient here with our time. Um, but basically, um, if, if anyone's out there that does that as a producer, editor, then get in touch and let's have a conversation. And yeah. we, we, um, we, have a, uh, uh, we have a budget 
this is going to be a, this would be a paid thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's um, let's make the show really good because we, we we I mean we started off we've just been doing it ourselves this whole time in Verity. Yeah, I know. But um, it's kind of it's, it's just tricky fitting it around our our life. So we want to keep well, doing we'd it. We'd love to be um, we'd love to be able to be more regularly in your your podcast ears? feeds and you know and your ears that's right and we'll be able to do that if we have if we have help <laughs> we can do that we can bring you yeah. more material some of you might be thinking that's not such a blessing but you know you've listened this far so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true you're listening so yeah. um obviously there's obviously something wrong with you you can't reach your phone or yeah, or you true. enjoy it somehow <laughs> so uh yeah spread the word uh, maybe we'll yeah. put a little message out on on the socials as well. We're yeah. looking for a producer. Drop us Let's a line. So our email address is yeah. hello at threeinabar.com. That's right, isn't yes. it? Yes. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, just drop us an yes. email and we'll, yeah. we'll respond. Or any. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, do that. Do that. That's equally good. Yeah. Something else. Another call out. Um Fancy joining our Patreon. We have got this week a load more chat from George. Seb, yeah. what do we chat about with George in the Patreon? Oh, wow. Well, we chatted an extra 25 minutes of George. What? Yeah. That's we've great. Got, we've got brilliant topics ranging from the sound of other people eating, which is something that you, you and George really have a hatred of. Yeah, we were talking about it again the other day. It doesn't get any really? better. Oh, no. awful. What's the worst sound, do you think, to, to hear? Like a, a liquid sound or chewing. a solid sound? I th- chewing. Oh, God. A che- solid, yeah. I think. What about, you know what, apples? That's quite a... Oh, that's awful. That's quite a loud one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Open mouth apple eating is, is one of oh. those right up there. Oof. <laughs> um, okay well that's that topic um disconnecting from our phones and other distractions yes mm-hmm. well that's that's good we talked about that a lot before uh, yeah. we test our royal family history knowledge oh my god you are good at that seb yes well i was okay i got a couple right i was very impressed by how much you knew I Thanks. mean, way more. I I was nowhere. I had my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, bad telly, really bad telly. Yeah, estate agents based in the in the uh, sort of Hollywood area, <laughs> and and boat crews, boat That's cruise, right. cruises, boat cruise on cruises, cruise, Cru- a crew, Cru- ship, a crew, a crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> then we talk candidly in depth and opinionatedly about andrew lloyd webber and cinderella oh come so on really, that's the draw isn't it that is the draw that alone is worth the three pound 50 plus vat yeah <laughs> per it? month per month come on yes. even if you just you know become a patreon for months so you can listen to that and then have your own say <laughs> come on there's a guy on youtube i've been watching who, who talks about west end stuff who's that um, oh i don't know his name hmm. but he, he comes up now on my algorithm he talks very can candidly about about stuff in the west end and when when the cinderella 
shizzle was was uh kicking off that that was um yeah it was good good stuff to watch um I'll find him yeah yeah what's his name i'll, I'll find it out because he's uh he's worth having a look at he you know, he, he supports the West End and it's, you know, all the gossip that goes on in the West End, a lot of it. Oh, it's brilliant. There's a lot. See if he comes up on my front page. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's called <laughs> Mickey Joe Theatre. Mickey Joe Theatre. It's lucky yeah. that his surname's Theatre. It's so appropriate somehow. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> let's see what his most recent video was. Um, his most recent video, I Loved Mary Poppins. Oh, that's nice. My review of Disney's Mary Poppins. See, it's not all negative. No, that's good. Right. Mickey Joe Theatre. Mickey Joe Theatre. Yeah, he just reviews West End stuff. Uh, That's uh, that's my recommendation for the week. That's nice. West End stuff. Um, What (laughs) else did we talk about? Uh, Singing in churches. George used to sing in churches a lot. And then we nerded out about Baroque and classical performance. Because uh, well, it's different. There's different, a lot in it? there, so, isn't there? There's a lot, a lot of stuff there. Mm. Check it out. There's also lots of other episodes with um, other people of extra uh, stuff. Yeah, there are loads, loads and loads now. So much. Yeah, yeah because you'll get all that if you just join up you'll now. That's that. right, isn't it? They'll have all of that. All of it. Well, they yeah, get your own private yeah. feed. This episode has been proudly sponsored, I think proudly, by right. Chimney Fire Coffee. They're a great coffee roastery company based in the surrey hills they make coffee <laughs> they don't make coffee well they do make coffee they roast it don't they they roast it <laughs> and they sell it and they, um, they are offering listeners to this podcast 20 percent off their first bag of coffee just head on over to chimneyfirecoffee.com and use the offer code three in a bar at checkout all one word that's it it's so worth it they package it really beautifully it's a joy yes. when it arrives in the post you might be feeling really tired one day and that turn up game changer i i'm i'm gonna go and try and get some dinner in the manchester oh God, area you must have a great show tonight thanks what are you up to tonight got the evening off and then i'm back up really really early oh, for rehearsals yeah, yeah again. you're in chichester i am i'm how's it well, going I'm currently back at home it's fantastic I love it. The music's amazing. The yeah. band are lovely. It's it's an absolute dream. It's lovely. Yeah, You're it's a lot of notes though. I'm doing crazy for you, which is a oh, Gershwin. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's just that one track again and again <laughs> and again. Um, no, it's a big old. It's like a Gershwin mega mix. <laughs> yeah, it's like his greatest hits. And so it's They've thrown it's everything fantastic. at it. Oh, they have. And you're going to be coming down and doing it too, aren't you? Yeah, doing some Hooray. decking on it. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. It's so fun. It's yeah. it's going to be great. I mean, should we've we only do done some... three rehearsals so far. Oh, should we do some podcasting <laughs> but... when we're down there? Yes, let's. Do you reckon we can get Let... some of the uh, some of the talent in the, uh, in the yeah. show? I hope so. We haven't actually got to the stage where we've seen them yet, but as soon as we do, I will start, you know, Hmm. well schmoozing would that be the thing yeah, let's do it so there we are that all fun and games that's the end of the show i think yeah <laughs> let's wrap this up and we'll be back with another episode let's try and come back with one in two weeks let's do Sorry, that it's a bit erratic at the moment guys but yeah i hope you understand we'll, we will get back yeah. onto a regular schedule soon 
yeah for sure but thanks for listening thanks for listening uh right (laughs) bye everybody When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.